Hello, Damien here. Brother Matt and I will be going live on Instagram Wednesday, March 10th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific. Join us, ask questions, chat with us, pray with us live on Instagram. Oh, and stay tuned at the end of this episode for a special announcement regarding a special guest for next week. Here we go. I'm Damien Torres Patello, and welcome to Along the Way. So, I had a conversation yesterday. I'm starting us out today, so <laughs> hold <laughs> hold your seats. <laughs> I had a conversation yesterday about cooking with a friend, a friend, a friend of mine, and um, the question was, do you like cooking? And I think it's a very interesting question, and it aligns with our gospel a little bit. So it's going to connect, I promise. Um, I said that I like cooking only in that I like hosting. And so cooking, to me, is another form of hosting. So I don't know if I actually like the actual like cooking part of yeah. cooking, but I know I'm preparing something for other people and I'm bringing them into the fold of, of like hospitality of, of like warmth and love. And so cooking is a way into that. So that's what I love about cooking. So if you lived alone, you probably wouldn't cook. I have lived alone and I never cooked <laughs> okay. every once in a while. And it was one of those things where I cooked something and I was like proud of myself and I didn't want to eat it because it was done. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you on that. And and you're right. There's a there's a gospel connection. Uh, this week's scripture is about the transfiguration. So Jesus invites a couple of his friends up to the mountaintop. And there's the bright light. And Moses and Elijah are there. And they immediately go to hospitality. Hmm. They're like, we should build tents. We want everyone to feel comfortable. And it's Jesus is like, no, no, no. You're missing it. That's not what we're doing here. I'm, I'm inviting you into a special experience. And I want to be with you. And I think you're right, Damien. I think there's a, a nervousness or a discomfort that can happen in prayer and in life, but about like what you were talking about with cooking. There's a, there's like an immediate like wanting to tend to like earthly matters <laughs> rather than just like yes. sitting in it. <laughs> yes, they were so afraid because I can I I am not always my best in large groups, and so when I am in a large group, like it makes me nerve. I can go to a point, and then it's like, oh god. Got to get out of here. But my people I'm with are probably not leaving. So what do I do? I like start cleaning the counter or like looking at the snacks and like rearranging the thing. Like I really just want to make everything like it's my party, even though it has nothing to do with me because I am ready to go or I'm feeling nervous or anxious because I'm in a large group of, of people, a large group of people. And so they are afraid, right? Like that's the first thing they go to in the gospel. They're like, they're like, oh, that's my imagination. They're stammering and they're like, oh, let's make tents. That's uh, for everybody here. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. I, 
and I felt that in my own prayer too. I felt a certain sense of like having an experience or have a really strong feeling in my gut. You know, I think that's a lot of ways that God can speak to us. It's like a really strong feeling one way or another mm. about something. And then like immediately needing to like write it down and analyze it. And that's not, I'm kind of jumping ahead. That's not, it's, the point isn't to just figure it all out right away. I think God this time during Lent is inviting us just to be together, be with him, be with God's self. Um, and, and we see that in the gospel in the somewhat confusing part, you know, the transfiguration happens and they're scared and they hear a voice that say, this is my beloved son, you know, listen to him, not build the tent. This is my beloved son. Make sure his tent is just right. <laughs> that is not, that is not what the voice they hear. The voice they hear is, this is my beloved son and listen to him. There is something kind of affirming to that, right? Like, I feel like they moved directly into their head mm. and like you were mentioning about something you feel in your gut that maybe that's God speaking, but then you go right directly to a doing rather than a, than a being with. And so, and I know that's something that I miss, right? I, 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 I have a feeling or an inkling that God is asking me to do something. And, and like you had just said, I want to analyze it back into my head real quickly, instead of just taking a moment to pause, which is advice I've given to people all the time, like just sit with it, just sit with it, which I don't do all the time myself, but to sit with it and to feel what it is that I am hearing, not just to hear it and, and act upon it, but to feel it and to kind of savor what God is saying, might be saying, I have no idea, but there's that step that I tend to miss. And I think the, the apostles here also were missing. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a powerlessness that comes with just sitting. Because mm. you don't know what might happen, or you don't know what might come up in your prayer, or it might be scary. So the doing is is a coping mechanism. It, it works for most of our situations, like you said. It works for most most uh, cocktail parties you go to. <laughs> so like tinkering with napkins. Um, th- there's a powerlessness of just sitting, sitting with a friend, or sitting with God as our friend. Oh, and can that's we just so vulnerable. can we just be there? Yeah, yeah. The vulnerability is real in that. Because that also requires silence in some ways. And there might be days where I am not in the mood for silence, where I just want to like listen to my music and not sit with it because silence can, can really bring things up. And not that they were facing silence in the gospel, but um, like what if, what if the reaction was different? Um, what might had they been able to do if not wanting to react? Mm-hmm. And, and to run from that, run from that, vulnerability, which is so, gosh, I can so identify with the apostles in this scene because mm. these are Jesus's closest friends, the people who knew him best, and they're still kind of missing it. <laughs> like, they're, <just laughs> still like, they're still like, oh, okay, the, the, the cocktail happens look good over here. Do you think Elijah will like it? And Jesus is just like face palming, like, guys, come on, <laughs> focus. It's literally right in front of your eyes. I'm right here. <laughs> and you want to build a tent. <laughs> <laughs> But today, Damien, you're going to offer something that's maybe a little bit more practical, something that might be helpful for us uh, in those moments of set, settling into prayer um, that might help us sit with the discomfort, right? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we are talking about prayer and what prayer can do sometimes, our prayer feels. But sometimes, at least in in my own education of prayer, um, what I sometimes want to know is just like how to pray. Like, what do you, what do you actually do? You sit down and then what? Like, 
you fold your hands or close your eyes. And then what words do you say? Like, I just want a tutorial of like what that means, especially if I am like doing it for the first time or, or for the first time in a very long time. It's like riding a bike. I kind of need those training wheels again. Um, so I'm going to offer kind of like a little prayer tutorial for us today. And this comes from Pope Francis. Yeah, it's we called love him. Pope, Pope Francis's five finger prayer. And it's something you can teach your children to do. Maybe you've already heard of it. And if you have, then you can join us. Um, but it's a very simple prayer that you can use your hands yeah. to pray with. So walk us through it. And then before we get ready to pray, just so people know what's coming. Yes. So um, imagine yourself sitting and praying with your hands folded. And so the hand, your hand would have your thumb would be closest to you. So that's how we're going to count. We're going to start with the thumb. The thumb represents the a person or people that are closest to you. So you pray for those people first. The second finger is your pointer finger. And that kind of reminds you of a teacher, someone who's educated you. Um, it doesn't have to be a teacher, but someone who has taught you something. So you pray for those people who have taught you things. Your middle finger tends to be your longest finger. And so that'll stand for leaders, people in your community, people in our country, people that, that lead your organization. Those are the next people that you pray for. The next finger is your ring finger, which is sometimes said to be the weakest finger um, on the hand. Um, it's easily broken. So on um, the ring finger, that represents people who are who are vulnerable, people who are sick, people who um, who might need some help. Um, that's the ring finger. Then your final finger is the pinky, and that pinky represents you. It's the shortest and smallest finger. But because you have prayed for all of those people before yourself, you now understand more how to pray for yourself, and that's the last thing that you pray for. So we're going to settle in, uh, transition to our prayer now. So close your eyes and take a deep breath in. Let it out slowly. God, thanks for bringing us together, connecting us during this time of separation. We know you are with us now. We know we are your beloved children. Help us to use this five-finger prayer to connect with you and with those in our lives. So imagine your hand, if your hands are free, hold them. If you're unable to, just imagine your hand close to your heart. And begin with your thumb. Who is a person or people that are close to you that you would like to pray for, or perhaps need prayer. It could be family, a co-worker, a friend, even someone who you don't know but is literally sitting right next to you. Hold them in prayer. We move to 
our pointer finger. And this finger represents someone who has taught us things, someone who teaches us. That could be a professor or a teacher. Maybe it's a parent or a guardian. Could be a brother or a sister. Anyone who has taught you something valuable or taught you something simple. Hold those people in prayer right now. The next finger is the middle finger. Being the tallest finger, it represents leaders. That could be someone from your home association or someone from your neighborhood. It could be someone in your community or your city. It could be someone at your school or your job. Anyone who leads you in a direction towards a mission Hold those people in prayer right now. The next finger is the ring finger. And let this finger represent someone who is sick or someone who is depressed, someone who might need some healing or some intervention, someone who might need some real assistance. Let this finger represent those people right now. And finally, we move to our pinky, the shortest finger on our hand. Now that you have prayed for those who are close, for those who have taught, for those who lead, and those who are in need, you can better pray for yourself with a stronger perspective of your own needs and desires. Hold yourself in prayer. What would you like to ask God for right now? And so we look at our hand at the community of people that are in our lives and we give thanks and gratitude to God for all of them, for placing them in our path, 
for giving us the faith and the courage and the love that brings us life and ignites us to move forward in everything that we do. Amen. Amen. Next week, we have a special guest. Father Jim Martin is going to join us. So be sure and tune in and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And we'd like to thank Eric Clayton and Mike Jordan-Lasky for their help producing Along the Way. Special thanks to our friend Padre Gotumo over at On Being for suggesting the name Along the Way, which comes from St. Mark's Gospel, when Jesus asked them, what were you discussing along the way? And remember, God loved you first. Let's go forth today and live our lives as a response to that love. Amen. Amen. <laughs>